There are 32 teams in the NFL, and quite frankly, I hate a lot of them. I don't pick them in drafts, but today, I don't get a choice. Into the first edition of the Spag Stacks here on the Splash Play channel, you can see here my randomizer wheel. We are going to spin the wheel, and we will find out which team I will draft today in this first edition, and let's hope it's somebody good. Ooh, look at that wheel go. Beautiful Splash Play branding, beautiful Splash Play colors. Ah, fuck. <laughs> All right, well... I'm going to have to reach here today. We are stacking the Kansas City Chiefs. I have no choice here. I have to pick. I have to draft, however. The wheel comes up. So that's what we're doing here. As you can see, I am loading up a room in the puppy. If you want to play along with me on underdog, we will draft a team in here. Sometimes these teams that I am drafting will be in the puppy. Sometimes they'll be in best ball mania. Uh, just whatever's available on a given Friday will be what I'm doing. If you are tuning in here live, I apologize. I have a little bit of a sore throat, so I'm going to push through bravely here as I get a, a banner going to Spag Stacks. The Chiefs, the most popular team, high ADPs for these guys, and I'm going to try to draft them, as you can see on the screen now. Uh, draft is loaded here. I am picking in the 10-hole. Ah, so I guess I'm going to have to reach for Patrick Mahomes to make sure this happens. I will also not be getting the ideal chief stack uh, with one Travis Kelsey today. But uh, unless the room wants to let him fall, Travis Kelsey going to the 10 spot, guys, would be pretty nice to help out uh, one of your, I would say, favorite streamers, one of your top 30, 50 favorite streamers <laughs> doing best ball drafts. Either way, though, I'm in the 10 hole here. We are going to draft some chiefs, and I'm even going to put Patrick Mahomes in the queue. Um, I got to say, I've actually drafted a lot of Chiefs. This is not one of those teams that I'm going to be uncomfortable with. You do have guys you can get late. You have your Sky Moores, your Rashi Rices. Uh, Jerick McKinnon's ADP has started to stabilize in the 140 range. That's a guy I can get at running back. Pacheco's getting a little bit cheaper around the 70 range. So I have some options here, but right away from the jump, I hate that I'm stacking the team and not getting the most premium stack because I do definitely want Travis Kelsey if I am going to stack with the Chiefs. Shout out to Chad as well. Uh, one rule spags, let the draft come to you. Don't force it. Well, that's not what this bid is, Consigliere, but I appreciate, of course, our Consigliere helping advise me here. My my Tom Hagen, of course, popping into the chat. Uh, but again, the game is the game, guys. So that's why I'm hoping, frankly, I'm hoping a lot of these drafts are in the puppy instead of best ball mania because I am forcing uh, teams here, which you normally don't want to do. You do want to let that draft come to you. You do want to let uh, players fall a little bit past ADP if you can and get them. But you guys know I like to go out and get my guys. And uh, as far as these spag stacks go, they are my guys i'm going to treat the chiefs like i love them and each stream too i will after the fact label them so you guys can go through i'll try to talk about the reasons i like certain teams some of the reasons i don't and we can see travis kelsey falls a little bit but goes in the eight hole i am on the clock uh the chiefs of course do play that the Bengals in uh on week 17 so you know what let's let's just get Mahomes out of the way we got to do it. I'm not going to not get Mahomes if I'm stacking Chiefs. And it's obviously sometimes on these streams, I will get sniped on QB. If that's the case, I'll still take some players from the team. Uh, but quite frankly, I have goals to hit, guys. I'm a man of my word. If I say I am stacking the Chiefs, I'm going to reach out of my way to get it. So we are getting Patrick Mahomes at pick 10, which is not the right move, to be clear. This is not, not professional financial advice right now to draft Patrick Mahomes at pick 10. But for the sake of argument here, for sake of what we're trying to do on this stream, he is the right pick there. First draft froze up at the 8-9 turn and gave me James Cook. I can't seem to understand his ADP. Uh, different question than I'm going for here, but I would say that in general, watching your queue, making sure that uh, you are also uh, you know, making sure that your Wi-Fi works. It happened to me the other day where my Wi-Fi died. I had to auto-pick a guy I didn't want. Uh, but we got Mahomes here. So, all right, so this is the thing is that 
The week 17 release, I do think is going to drive up T Higgins ownership and whereas ADP is a little bit more. So I'm actually going to take T Higgins here because I do want to get some week 17 correlations here. Again, another thing where I'm probably compounding the errors of uh, forcing a stack here for the sake of content. But I also do want to get some uh, exposure here to that Chiefs Bengals game, given that frankly, the week 17 schedule right now didn't stand out to me a lot of games that i would project to have over 50 point over unders it does feel already like chiefs Bengals is going to be this year's version of the bills Bengals game last year that of course didn't end up playing the way that we would have liked but still was the highest total game of the week the marquee game of the week so uh we'll go mahomes and higgins here um certainly love garrett wilson uh he didn't go there amon rye have no issue with jalen waddle i have no issue with but we're doing what we're doing guys we're doing what we're doing Casey without Kelsey Mahomes. No, I mean, look, I got Mahomes now, so I got the part that I needed. Uh, but I will say, I do think, you know, obviously the Chiefs are certainly a team that the value speaks for itself. The ability for them to uh, repeat as Super Bowl champions, a lot of high-octane matchups that you might have seen already on the schedule. Games like the, the rematch against the Eagles coming up on Monday Night Football in November. That's going to be a big one. That said, you know, I do think a Mahomes-Kelsey duo is going to be really highly owned. And it's going to be owned in a way that... Um, Kelsey, certainly a guy I take a lot who falls past the, the five ish, six ish spot that he sometimes goes at usually does not fall to the 10 spot that I was in today. Uh, but I think a lot of the Mahomes Kelsey teams are going to be out there, uh, or a lot of the Mahomes teams rather, or a lot of the Kelsey teams, they're going to have each other a lot. So I don't mind getting different on that one component that said, you know, if you're not taking Kelsey with Mahomes, you probably do want to take a Kadarius Tony. Uh, you do probably want to take maybe one of Pacheco or McKinnon just to make sure that you are kind of capturing a good portion of that offense, because otherwise you're making a bet on the chiefs. That doesn't really make the most sense. Uh, but again, if Mahomes Kelsey is going to be the chalky chiefs duo, I do like getting a little bit different right away and then getting some week 17 leverage with T Higgins. So we're going to do it that way. Which wide receiver do I prefer? Tony Sky or Rice? Is MVS overlooked? There's still, so this is the kind of thing where, I, you know, I talk a lot about, you know, the team machination stuff like coaching changes, um, you know, guys who could get cut, like the, my fear for Dalvin Cook, my fear for Joe Mixon, and those being things that drive me away from those guys. There is still a chance that MVS gets cut. Um, it's not as much of a necessity as like the Mixon cut might be, where if the Bengals can reach a deal with Joe Burrow, if they could reach an extension with T. Higgins or ideally both those guys in some sequence, they need to cut Mixon to do that. For the Chiefs, they don't have to cut MVS, but if there's an injury or something, or they just need the cap flexibility, MVS is probably one of the first guys to go for them. So I don't love MVS. I do like Rashi Rice. I think he does something different than a Sky Moore. Sky Moore, kind of a short range guy, a low A dot guy. Rashi Rice, uh, one of the things that is sticky between college and the pros is your average depth of target. Rashi Rice, more of a boundary receiver who gets downfield. So that is something that to me that I prefer. And Rashi Rice is number two. I think he had a 38% target per route run rate. I'm actually confirmed that right now. Uh, playing at SM use and not playing the highest uh, quality of, of competition necessarily, but still a guy that did stand out to me in terms of the pure numbers here. Uh, yeah, 38% targets per route run, um, okay EPA per target, but 139 air yards per game actually would put him uh, highest in this entire draft class. It's basically him and A.T. Perry atop the draft class in terms of air yards. So I think Rashi Rice is kind of honestly more of a threat to MBS uh, than he is to Sky Moore. They just kind of play different areas of the field. A shout out to the chat as well. Shout out to Ross. Hand of the dirt. Don't think KC. Cincinnati will explode like people think. Uh, Cincinnati should be worse defensively. They did lose a few guys. Also lost their defensive coordinator, who's now the coach of the Cardinals. So uh, the Bengals were kind of quietly a pretty good defense last year. The, the Chiefs, always a team that gets pressure. But they've also kind of atrophied some of their guys. Guys getting older who do create that pressure. So... I think it'll be a high scoring game. I think it's also too, you are obviously buying in the offenses more than worrying about the defenses. And those two offenses are going to be as good as anybody this year. And I think um, the Bengals to me did nothing that makes me feel like they should regress unless, you know, just injuries or whatever happens over the course of the year. 
Uh, shout out to the chat as well. I appreciate guys like Ross being here, guys like Fantasy Football Garage. Of course, I always shout out the creators out there who are trying to do do their own thing, get their own thing off the ground. I appreciate it here. So obviously, we're doing the splash play as well. Uh, but shout out to all the creators, guys like Fantasy Football Garage. I know uh, Bindles, of course, our boy who lo loves using our graphics, but also is out there grinding too. Um, I need you guys out there doing YouTube streams. I appreciate it. I know Hope and, and our guy Davis Peng out there doing some stuff as well, uh, doing the versus style of drafts. So shout out to some of the people that I see coming across my feed lately. I was trying to do that grind. You see the rewards DK is given for best ball. Um, I saw the crown stuff and basically the crowns will be starting to accumulate in uh, June, but I've not seen anything besides the initial $10 deposit. So if anybody wants to enlighten me on what DK best ball is doing, I drafted a bunch of teams there, but didn't do, uh, didn't go crazy. All right. So not a great spot for me. Obviously Brees Hall is falling. Brees Hall's fallen in a lot of drafts. I'm in these days. I am going to get Brees Hall here though. God, I feel thin at receiver already. I'll get Brees Hall here. It's just too good of a running back spot. Him falling uh, just shy of six spots behind ADP. I'll take it. Uh, certainly a guy age-wise I'd expect to come back full bore from the ACL tear. Guys under 25 have a better chance of recovering from that. So Brees Hall, Javante Williams, probably a longer recovery for Javante. Both guys I am taking pretty much, you know, whenever they fall a little bit, especially Javante. Javante falls sometimes 10, 15 picks past ADP. Uh, Brees, I think, will come down a little bit throughout the course of the summer because I think there's some bad signs. Israel Boniconda being there, I think, is not great for him. Just another guy who can take some between the tackles touches and maybe break it. Um, also, you know, I think, frankly, Zonovan Knight was pretty good last year. Michael Carter brings a different dimension. So these are things that people will poke holes in over the course of the summer. Uh, but for right now, with Brees Hall, I think he's still a player that I'm willing to take at this spot just because he's falling behind the regular ADP, especially in the puppy. Oh, that one, Nick. So uh, pointing on drafting to get rewards for drafting a QB running back wide receiver tight end from every team across all summer. It's one of those things you're obviously I'm doing that for the stream now uh, where I'm going to draft from every team. I think it's something that actually benefits you if you do go after that reward, just because we do kind of, as you guys know, like I love Anthony Richardson. I think he's still a player that if people are going to start to knock him down, I still want to be there. But we all fall into our biases for sure. So being forcing yourself to kind of take some different teams, I think is a positive thing. And if you're getting crown rewards for it, uh, even better for you guys. Uh, all right, so I am going to go, and you can honestly make a case here that I should just take Joe Burrow and block the room and just have some fun, but I am going to take Mike Williams here, get some more AFC West games in the mix, obviously playing against Kansas City, a player that I think is honestly properly valued at his ADP, maybe a little bit a little bit high, like Mike Williams kind of feels like 45 to me, even though he's going at 42.6. Obviously, that's pretty much a pretty big nickel and dime of what I'm doing there. But I think for Mike Williams, Keenan Allen coming back, Quentin Johnson playing the outside role, being a guy they're going to force some targets to in hopes that he can break plays, get some yards after catch going, which uh, Brandon Staley pointed out specifically for Quentin Johnson. But it doesn't matter. It's still a high-octane offense, I believe, not a lot in the Chargers. And uh, I'm also picking teams based upon how they do their anime schedule release videos. Chargers, top-notch there. Um, and also, I enjoyed the Titans one that everybody else saw, apparently, of them questioning people on the streets of Nashville. And apparently, nobody in Nashville uh, knows a single football logo, at least in the, the Bachelorette community there going out in Nashville. Uh, Pissing yellow time. Yes, pissing some yellow, though. Honestly, I, I would love to force myself to take more receivers generally. But when Brees Hall falls, I am going to kind of do that. Same thing for Josh Jacobs. The guys that I believe in there in this range, which would be Jacobs, Brees Hall, Gibbs, I've been paying the price a little bit more for, though I kind of like paying the price for Gibbs. If you do have a Monroe, say Brown, Morris, you're getting that entire Lions stack. I will say one thing that I kind of saw with the Week 17 schedule release, and I know Pete talked about it with uh, with Brick yesterday on his stream. I know Liam was doing a stream talking about Week 17. A lot of people have been loving Detroit all offseason. A lot of people, I think, will continue to fall in love with Detroit and stack them up and all that. 
Detroit has a really bad week 17 matchup against Dallas. Dallas was really good defensively last year and they were good defensively, not because they were forcing turnovers. They just really kind of kept the ball in front of them. Uh, didn't allow a lot of deep balls, didn't press the run pretty well. So I think really for Detroit, a team that's going to be very popular in terms of people wanting that offense to take a leap. Um, they got one of the worst matchups, I think, on the board uh, for themselves against Dallas, a team that I also expect will play slower this year, will run the ball more this year, and that's the Mike McCarthy, Brian Schottenheimer way, but we'll see. Obviously, very early to project that stuff as they're not uh, week 17 totals out, even though DraftKings already has week 17 spreads out. Up, up, uh, let's see. Saw Gibbs go at 15. That's too high for Gibbs. Like, I like Gibbs. I still think Gibbs' best possible outcome is like, 12 touches a game. Like, I just don't see it being that crazy. So on a half point PPR site, like underdog, I don't think you should reach for Gibbs on DraftKings. You can make the case a little bit more. And I think Gibbs is great as a pass catcher. Like he's a guy that had a high avoided tackle rate on pass plays. Um, I think it was like over 30% on uh pass plays. Let me see. Um, yeah, Gibbs 41% avoided tackle rate when he's catching a pass. Um, 26% target per out run rate for Gibbs. Those are all good things, but he's just not going to be a bell cow back. They do have David Montgomery paid enough money to him. We'd expect him to have a meaningful role. They also did pick up a UDFA Muhammad Ibrahim, who's a guy that's like a very much a, a sledgehammer back who could get some goal line work if he does make the team and is not like a practice squad guy. Um, so the Lions, I think, have some real danger for Gibbs, even though the upside's there, just probably not there at 15. All right, on the clock again. Nobody from KC coming up yet that I want to reach for. I do like Dobbins, but I definitely want to get ahead of the wide receiver push here. So I'm going to take JSN uh, falling one pick here behind ADP. And uh, apologies for when I have to mute myself because I don't want to hack up a lung on camera here. But the baby and the wife got me sick, so now I'm dealing with it. And if you guys remember my end of season run where I didn't have a voice from basically December through <laughs> the beginning of January, uh, could be worse, I guess. Could be worse right now. All right, we got Mahomes. We got Brees Hall, Higgins, Mike Williams, JSN. I have no issue with this team so far. I feel like this is coming along pretty well for me. This is going to be a tough one, though, because if I'm trying to build the stack, I do think there's value in Pacheco. Pacheco is a better pass catcher than people realized last year. But I love Dobbins so much. I think Dobbins is one of the best picks at this range, not a Damian Pierce guy. I think, as I've talked about, Devin Singletary is coming for that role. Um, could also take Mixon and increase my bet on Cincinnati in that in that game stack there. Will Pacheco fall to me? He's not falling to 82, I don't think. Ah, I'm taking Pacheco. Actually, no. Kadarius Tony's definitely not falling to me. I'm taking Kadarius Tony. It's not worth the risk. Pacheco might fall to me. Kadarius Tony is a guy that's getting steamed up a lot in rooms. Obviously, the Chiefs have put out some quotes about him being uh, potentially the wide receiver one. He was a great EPA per target guy last year, which you guys know. That and DVOA, of course, Football Outsiders' primary metric, are the things that I look at the most, trying to grade these guys out and determine who's a great player and who's a guy that's just getting volume. Um, so Kadarius Tony, to me, getting more volume, already playing great in terms of his pure snap numbers or per snap numbers. Um, I think he's a guy that I want to make sure I get, whereas Pacheco, if I miss out on Pacheco, I didn't get McKinnon later. Uh, but either way, we got one guy stacked up with Mahomes, who we, who we took at the 10 pick. So doing great here. Uh, I sound like Lindsay Lohan. How could I forget? Of course, Lunchable Connoisseur, definitely one of the guys. He's objectified Pete in the past, and hopefully when I was sounding like Lindsay Lohan, he was hearkening back to the Mean Girls days and <laughs> getting some good run in on my voice. NFC South, the fire playoff schedule for low-cap division stacks. 
Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't mind the South. I mean, the South to me, the part of the appeal there is that anybody could win that division. And certainly that makes more teams live. That said, I've seen a lot of Bucks fans pushing back. I know uh, Josh Larkey over at 33rd team. I think his guys put out some rankings about the Bucks and people are like, oh, the Bucks are like the bottom. How could the Bucks be at the bottom? The Bucks are like possibly going to be a really bad team. Like I think they, um, maybe get a little more shit from some of the markets right now as a bottom five, a potential Super Bowl team. But still, like, you know, Arizona, I think, is probably the team that I would say I would have the bottom. I just think they're going to tank. I think Kyler Murray being back late is bad for him, all that stuff. But Tampa Bay is a team that maybe they could be get lucky here in a, in a week south. I mean, they're playing New Orleans week 17, so that's one where I could see the upside in that matchup if they're being competitive. That said, if they've kind of bagged up the season, like you could see maybe Mike Evans not going to week 17. You could see Godwin not going week 17. Um, you could see a Kyle Trask-led team thrown to like Russell Gage and, and Kate Otten. And, you know, I really think the one guy for the Bucks you can trust is Rashad White. Um, so I think for me, the Bucks are a team that I'm not the most excited by. But in general, though, the point is that the South can be won. And last year, it was honestly winnable too. Like the Panthers almost won it last year. The Falcons were in hunt until like week 15. So I think this year it's going to be much easier without Tom Brady there. That congestion since my daughter was born and she's finishing first grade now. Get used to it. Yeah, I had a good run of not being sick. And now, now here we are in the summer months. That's really when you want to feel your throat clamping down like your Macaulay Culkin getting stung by a bee in my girl. Happy Friday, Spags. This team needs a late round Charlie Jones bring back. I think Charlie Jones is going to get some reps this year. Um, I wish that they had not brought back Boyd. There was some chance that Boyd was a cap cut as well. Um, no issue against Tyler Boyd, but I, I've taken him a lot these past few years, and he really just does nothing for the team besides giving you a Burrow stack. Um, but I think the guy who gets slept with the most in Cincinnati is Irv Smith. Like, I know he's not a guy that's been good the last year, uh, but he was a guy that Minnesota has part of their future. Then they get Hawkinson, and obviously it makes less sense. But him in Cincinnati, like, he's a younger, probably better version. Oh, good. We get Pacheco. All right. Uh, but Irv is a better, younger version of Hurst, I think. Hurst more of a pro. Irv more of a guy who could be, uh, you know, an outlier pass catcher at this point in his career. So Irv is a guy that I definitely don't mind at all getting a tight end. And honestly, might be a guy to take a tight end in this build. Hey, if you want an early 90s reference about a child dying <laughs> in a film, uh, to be clear, that I'm your guy. I am your guy. Uh, shout out to all you guys for hanging out with me as well. We're waiting for my next pick. I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't ask you guys to subscribe here. Of course, if you're missing the streams with Pete, make sure you get on, on those as well. Uh, definitely a thing that I've been having a lot of fun here. Uh, seeing the comments from you guys as Pete is giving away $1,500 to three different people. And you get an entry each time you leave a comment on one of Pete's Best Ball Mania 4 videos. So check those out if you haven't been leaving a comment. And get the entries in. Honestly, it's like if you're not putting a comment on each video, obviously it helps out our algorithm. But it also will be something that Giving yourself a 150 chance to win uh, 500 bucks is much better than giving yourself, you know, like a 10% chance to win uh, 500 bucks from Pete. On the clock again. Oh, I mean, what am I going to do here? What am I going to do with Anthony Richardson falling past ADP again? Somebody has to price check this. And I, I just don't, I can't not do it. <laughs> I got to say, too, I also love a Mahomes-Richardson duo. Um, obviously, I love AR with anybody, as that's been made pretty clear. And, and people think this is a bit. Sam Sherman was going on Twitter, and I kind of had to push back. And I didn't think he had. Like, no, no disrespect to Sam. I know he's a really sharp guy. People just make their takes now of, like, this guy isn't worth this price, and I don't like him, and here's why. Not Sam specifically, but everybody about AR lately has started to do that. And it's just, to me, like, you don't 
I, I think some people don't get the point of AR that, um, you know, the ramp up is not going to be as big as people think. He's going to be a better uh, intermediate throw area passer than people realize. He just sucked at kind of throws that are right next to the line of scrimmage, uh, probably because he throws the ball 100 miles per hour. But um, AR to me is a guy that he doesn't make as much sense going with elite QBs for the most part because the bet you make on AR is that he's going to jump to that tier. But if I want to get Mahomes through and I have some concerns that maybe maybe week 15, week 16, Mahomes doesn't have that spike week, you can sneak a chief stack through in the back of AR, I think. So uh, that's why I'm willing to take him here. And of course, I'm just a fanboy. Like I, I love the dude and I said it on the last show with Pete. Um, there's no football take I believed in more than that Anthony Richards will be ready from day one and he's going to be lights out from day one. And I will stand by that. Officially a splash play draft now. Yes, people. It's honestly a thing where sometimes guys in the Discord are like, oh, I'm in a room with Spags. Oh, God, me, should I snipe AR? And it's like, if you do, you're probably doing me a favor because I'm going to take him every time. I traded up in the ship chasing Dynasty League yesterday uh, with Reef to get the 101 overall so I can make sure I get Anthony Richardson there too. I am that much of a believer. I've never had more bags. I know people will compare it to Drew Locke last year. Drew Locke was like a dart throw play based on the concept of what the Seahawks offense could be. That ended up being right, obviously, with Geno instead. But I think Drew Locke would have been kind of a, a similar play, more rushing, less accurate throwing, basically, uh, where Geno was really threading some needles there that kind of fell apart down the end of the season. But Richardson is just a different player. Like, he played in the SEC. He threw for 450 yards in a game. He threw for 400 yards in games. He ran 20 times in games. He ran for two touchdowns in games. Drew for two touchdowns in those games that he ran for two as well. So, um, I just think people need to dig in on AR more and just not make the player take about something they don't know that well, personally. But but I'm a guy that, that you know, that does the film and does the data. And I, you know, I make my takes and I dig my heels in. Just two didn't spags takes AR. Nice. It's for the brand. It's for the brand. It's honestly like Pete does the bid equity thing. It's not bid equity. Like I just, I just believe, I believe I am. A, if, if Anthony Richardson has no fans left, <laughs> it means that I am dead. I'll, I'll shorten the quote for that one. Two months might be drafting AR before Mahomes at this rate. I'm pretty sensitive about it because I'll have more than enough bags of him at this point. That um, That's the part that I like is that I have bags of him at 200. I have bags of him at 150. I have bags of him at 115. I have bags of him at 95. So um, if he keeps sliding down, I'll be feeling good and I'll let him go a little bit more. But, um, you know, if he's going to go higher, if he's going to go in the 60 range at some point, which seems less likely as we go on, I think he should be in the hunt to go next to Trevor Lawrence, if not before Trevor Lawrence, um, just because of the ceiling there. Like, I don't think Trevor Lawrence can get you 45. I think Anthony Richardson can legit get you 45 points and when it matters. Um, and I think that's something that uh, I'm not afraid of. And frankly, the Colts play in Vegas is one of those games that right now I think would be like a mid forties over under. If the Colts start playing well and the, and the Raiders side of things like that defense shouldn't be that improved. The offense should be though. Um, that game could be a 50 plus point over under. And I think, you know, people will treat it like it's not going to be that. Just uh, Justin Fields is the ADP travesty IMO. I, I think that that's not a crazy way to look at it. Uh, I was surprised the Spike Week guys have been doing ownership projections for best ball. I don't agree with what they had with Fields and Moore. Um, they had Fields and Moore projected to be under 10% owned combined. I don't think that's possible. And it's obviously you know small sample size stuff to say in every room I'm in. But like half the time in rooms I'm in, it's Fields and it's more in a row for people. Um, I just don't think the ownership projections are there for best ball yet. No disrespect to buy him for in those guys. Of course, Rob Coakley, who I enjoy as well. Uh, but definitely, I think they are a little bit incorrect in that one. Um, on the clock here again, nobody coming up from KC that I'm dying for. Nice little running back pocket. And we do have a bet. 
on Seattle. So I'm going to take Zach Charbonnet, who has been falling a little bit, but I just think Charbonnet is a guy that's in the mix. Some reports lately about uh, Pete Carroll hyping up Kenny McIntosh coming out of Georgia. I think McIntosh is kind of a, a pure pass catcher guy. Charbonnet is a guy who can do both. Kenneth Walker, a pure runner. They all have different kind of skill sets that I think will have upside. But McIntosh is definitely somebody to watch out for because he could muck up the Charbonnet-Walker thing even worse. And you can make a case that you should probably be drafting a little bit of McIntosh at this point if you have any Seattle. Um, all right, on the clock here again. <sighs> Tyler Boyd's there. That's not not dying for that one, though. Dog Kincaid getting steamed up. Probably going to take Jelani Woods later. Mm -mm -mm. I'm just going to... You know what? I'm going to take Jacoby Myers. I think it makes sense if I'm trying to do some Cincinnati KC stuff to take Boyd. But I just talked about how I don't like Boyd that much. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna force Boyd in here just to get week 17 stacks when I think Myers will play KC twice. Like that seems like a positive thing as well. Particularly want a Rashad Penny. Um Penny could fall to me again, but I have so much Rashad Penny that I kind of uh, I'm not opposed to passing on him sometimes. I had a lot of Rashad Penny in the big board taking him before he signed. Um, I also have a lot of him in general in drafts because he seems like he falls a lot in rooms because I think people like Swift more. Um, I like Penny more, so I take and, and my dog Penny conveniently also in the room, so she just perked up. Um, but I like Rashad Penny a little bit more, so I think his price is a guy I'll get a lot of him anyway. Irv Smith and May are good enough for you to make this a uh, two tight end build on the seam. I'm probably not going to take Mayer. I am going to take Jelani Woods. Um, I still go three tight ends a lot. I tend to feel less comfort in two tight end builds. Nothing, uh, let me make the screen a little better. Um, nothing against people going, you know, real thin at tight end, taking two tight ends late. I think you'd certainly get there. I like going a lot. Um, I feel like I've been landing a lot of two, six, seven, three builds. Uh, would be a thing that I'm, yeah, that's, that's the math is right. Yeah. A lot of two, six, seven, three builds where I really try to keep myself from not taking seven running backs. I, I did some Rotoviz Explorer work, uh, digging through their roster construction tools and underdog and looking back at the last two years of, of their data and seeing like what works. I tend to think there's diminishing returns taking seven running backs. I also think there's diminishing returns for me who takes wide receivers early taking eight wide receivers. So I think that's where it opens up where I'll take three QBs. Sometimes I'll take three tight ends a lot more just because like, I don't love the elite tight ends as much this year. If you're not getting Kelsey or I guess Mark Andrews. Um, so I definitely last year was like dedicated, locked in, like slavishly dedicated to taking uh, some of these tight ends early this year. I'll take some early tight ends, but I think a uh, three tight end late build. Uh, Hayden Winks has written some good stuff about that. Of course, our pal over at underdog uh, who has been on splash play a bunch. Okay. It's interesting. I take both Penny and Swift in the same draft. I personally wouldn't recommend doing that. They are kind of different backs, though. Uh, Penny kind of gets the the lock of being, or the idea that people are locked in of being like a guy that doesn't catch passes, just kind of a pure runner. He's better at catching passes than people realize. Swift, obviously, also good at both parts as well. Um, I think you should take both guys separately. Like, you should have at least the field's 8% exposure for both guys. But for me, I would say take one in each draft. Like, I don't think the draft capital, does, to me, doesn't make sense for handcucking that a little bit, but... People started to uh, say that you should take two running backs for a team more. Like I think Leone was talking about that, like uh, taking two from two of the commanders running backs or something like that. I still tend to believe in that a little bit less, but sharp guys out there are saying it. So um, you can certainly follow their lead. All right, coming up here, Rashi Rice goes. Ah, uh, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. Rashi Rice just goes randomly whenever people feel the urge. I guess this guy has Burrow. So he's got Burrow, Chase, Rashi Rice. All right, so he's just really going heavy. This is the thing you're going to see. Look at uh, Falcor here. 
going heavy on the Cincinnati KC game or what already took Mixon, I guess got a discount on Mixon, but yeah, takes more, takes Rashi Rice, takes Burrow. Like that guy's just desperate to get chiefs to make his Bengals stack work for week 17. I don't think that's the move. I, I think take parts of it. Like take, you know, if you have a Bengals stack, take the one of the receivers, if they fall to you, but don't force it like that. I think would be a mistake. I don't know. So the bit with you to say Rashi Rice like that, LMAO. Um, so it's like Rashid Rice, right? Like it's supposed to be like Rashid. I don't know. I, I like Rashi better. <laughs> but when I start hearing his name more, it'll be like Romeo Dubs versus Romeo Dobbs. Like I'll start saying the, the way that's correct more. But for now, I'm not quite there. Um, all right. I got Pacheco. So McKinnon doesn't make the most sense for me. I do take a lot of Elijah Mitchell. Don't really have any NFC South stuff right now. <sighs> I still like Mitchell enough and I do have some Seahawks. So I'll take Mitchell. Um, obviously Seattle, uh, not playing San Francisco in week 17, uh, Seattle's playing Pittsburgh in week 17. So that's something that doesn't matter for that part of it, but obviously Seattle will play the Niners twice in a year. So that's fine by me. Not going to do full Paul. I was inverted uh, logic here for myself, but uh, teams that do play in the same division play each other twice in a year. So I don't mind that correlation for those games. Still a mind Gainwell. Gainwell pick 180 on DK feels like a robbery. Gainwell's even cheaper on underdog. I think he's uh, 180 plus right now. Um, I think Gainwell's a nice pick as well, but I would still prefer having one of Swift or Penny. Definitely Penny. I think relative to ADP is. Um, but here we are on the clock again. I'll get Alec Pierce. Play the hits. 2-4-6-0 build right now. Mahomes, Richardson at QB. Hall, Pacheco, Zach Charbonnet, Elijah Mitchell at running back. T. Higgins, Mike Williams, JSN, Kadarius Tony, Jacoby Myers, and Alec Pierce at receiver. And then a tight end. Uh, hopefully we'll get our guys in a little bit. If not, I'll just take three tight ends and feel perfectly fine about it. Um, and I will again uh, point out to you guys here for everybody joining in a little bit later. I'm uh, going to start doing these streams. So on Tuesday on the Splash Play channel will be the second part of our doubleheader with Pete at 11 a.m. And now on Fridays at 11 a.m., you're going to get me. Uh, I will just do one draft today to be clear. So I'm going to try to keep it a little bit shorter for the sake of discovery because we have been doing well. And we are dangerously close to 2,000 subs and I want to hit that. Uh, but moving forward, there's going to be some times where I go a little bit longer. Well, we'll find out in the next few weeks, obviously. And don't worry if you're seeing me be sober here with a sore throat. Uh, I will eventually get a little weird here, start drinking at 11 a.m. and <laughs> maybe getting baked. I don't know. It'll get weird. We'll have some fun with it over the course of the summer. But, um, but yeah, 11 a.m. is your new Splash Play time. Tuesdays and Fridays, tune in the Splash Play channel. You'll get some content on here. Uh, but, 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 let's see. That's the part about top games. You get your guys stolen often. Yes, that is definitely a thing. Um, keep that in mind now with the week 17 schedule out. You are going to see a lot of people kind of forcing these players in the lineups. Like we just saw with that guy with Sky Moore and Rashi Rice or Rashi Rice. I guess if you want to go that way. Uh, but definitely going to be something that happens a lot more in these drafts. And that's why, too, I think T. Higgins starts to go around the 20 spot. Because if you don't get Mahomes, but you do have Kelsey, like somebody might snipe you at Mahomes or you might just not want to take him in a draft. Then you go and you see Higgins there and you go, oh, I guess I'll get the week 17 correlation. So I think you're going to see Higgins come up, uh, you know, another four picks or so over the course of the summer. All right. Let's see what else we got in the chat here. So I try not to fucking mucus on myself. Take Noah Gray. That's pretty thin. That's pretty thin. Noah Gray, more of a play for, uh, for battle Royale season. <laughs> I think for me than best ball. Uh, like to me, my, my ideal late round tight ends, if I get completely scooped with the position, take Luke Musgrave, uh, 
take uh, Schudmacher, who is on Dallas now. Those are guys that I don't mind taking late. Um, I'll take Laporta on stacks sometimes too, because I think he's in a nice spot and I think his ADP uh, probably gets closer to 150 late. Uh, but I've said it, you know, like again, if you follow these streams since January, you know, uh, I love taking these rookie tight ends. I think they're all, um, they all land in a pretty good positions actually for the most part. But that, that top six tier, top seven tier of rookie tight ends, like a lot of guys who have a lot of upside. And I think people are kind of sleeping on them still because of the historical rookie performance at tight end. Jacksonville, Carolina might be the game you need the season. So that's one thing that jumped out to me. Jacksonville's line for week one against uh, Indianapolis. Of course, I was looking at that. A um, little low uh, than I would have thought. A little lower for, I think, a Jacksonville team that people expect to have some shootouts. It could be people being down on the Indianapolis side to start. Obviously, DraftKings is kind of making these markets out of thin air, so there's not a lot of things that they can rely on there. But I think that people are treating Jacksonville like it's going to be a shootout team, and maybe maybe they've improved enough defensively that it's not going to be the case. I, you know, I don't know. Obviously your guess is going to be as good as mine at this point of the year. Uh, but Jacksonville's defense wasn't great last year. So I, I tend to think they will be a higher scoring team than not, but the markets have not shown that so far. Considering having very little Kelsey this year because of age and price. And even if he hits half the field, will have him too. I mean, you are giving up a lot. If you take him that tight end in that first round, cause you are, you know, in this draft here, uh, you could have taken Diggs instead. You could have taken Devontae Adams. You could have taken Lamb. Lamb, I'm less into. You could have even take the younger guys like Wilson, Higgins, Amon Ra. Um, Eckler is still probably a little bit undervalued if he is going to be a back of the Chargers and have a similar role. We'll see. Obviously, the new offensive coordinator and Eckler's contract running out this year. Um, but I agree. There is some opportunity cost if you take Kelsey. That said, like I think you'd be making a mistake if you don't have the, the expected 8% of them overall. Uh, NVS is here. I still just don't, I just don't have the confidence in MVS. I would rather get Irv Smith here as my first tight end off the board. So we will now have a double correlation here for Cincinnati. We got T Higgins, we got Irv Smith and we have Mahomes stacked with Pacheco and Kadarius Tony. So I don't mind this. I would have liked to have gotten Rashi Rice as well, or Rashi Rice. I'll, I'll settle on a pronunciation now. Now FF Doom is in my head about pronouncing it that way. Uh, but I will, uh, I feel good about this Kansas city stack so far. Could be better. I think if you are stacking KC again, I would try to get Kelsey, but he wasn't there for me. So you got to do what you can when you are uh, committed <laughs> to stacking teams on a stream. Tuning in late, I see Pierce. So Colts, my God, time for Colts season tickets. No, this is a Chiefs team. We just got the luck, the luxury of getting some Colts on there. Uh, but yeah, look, if, if you let ADP uh, slip for AR, I'm taking Anthony Richardson every time. I don't care. If I end up with 50% Anthony Richardson, so be it, man. So be it. That's the hill I'm dying on then. Uh, at least in the puppies. Probably not so much in Best Ball Mania. Um, on the clock again. So we talked about Seattle-Pittsburgh being one of those Week 17 games. Could use another running back here. So I'm actually going to take Jalen Warren. Um, you can make the case that I should be done at running back now uh, at five because I took Brees Hall a little bit earlier than I normally like to take running backs. That said, I'm still taking six running backs even when I do take an early one. If I took like Brees Hall and I don't know, um, Saquon, Josh Jacobs, one of those guys, I'll never take Saquon. But if I took those two guys, then I think you start to do a five-man build. Otherwise, though, um, I'm still going six for the most part just because I want to make sure to get my guys through. And I believe a lot in my player selection. Obviously, you're still doing the structural drafting. But, um, you know, I think uh, I think this year my player takes will be as sharp as anybody's. And, you know, that's, that's my confidence in myself. But you guys can fade if you want. Again, draft Minshew if you think I'm wrong about player takes. Team needs a Granson or Campbell pick. Uh, Campbell's not even on the Colts. So that's not going to be the case anymore. 
Um, no issue taking Josh Downs late, but I probably will take Jelani Woods late as well. Justin Ross, round 18. He, he's been working with Mahomes in the offseason. Um, you can definitely carry the water for Justin Ross a little bit. I guess a bet for Ross would be a, a bet against Rashi Rice. So um, I might take Ross. I might take Ross. I'm not going to reach for him, though, if he's in, if he goes in round 17. Like, that's not for me. Got to take the auction approach, like Kareem mentioned. If you're comfortable with your receivers, grab more running back tickets. That's what I've been trying to do more, and I think Kareem did make some good points about that, just trying to view it as like, you know, you spend uh, $75 on an auction running backs, so you then probably don't want to keep hammering that away with extra picks. Um, same thing here in drafts. I, I do do that for the most part. That said to me, like, I don't have the confidence in Brees Hall that he's going to be a world beater just because I don't believe in the concept of running backs overall. Like, I don't think they are what they were uh, two years ago, let alone five years ago. Um, so to me, I'd still rather have, you know, a six running back at this point, probably won't be for a few rounds, but you know, like if Chase Brown is there, when I pick, I'd probably take Chase Brown, but he probably won't be. We'll see. Singletary too. Singletary has fallen in this room. And I, I would say for you guys out there, if you let Singletary fall in every room, don't do it. Save it for CJ Stroud. Uh, Stroud stacks are a nice back out. Stroud was the best passer in college last year. I'm in every possible metric. And I think that's something that gets missed because he's in Houston. It's a new Houston offense, completely new coaching staff there, uh, coached by former Niners guys, obviously on the passing game as well. So I think it's a really nice spot for Houston. And I think Singletary's going to be really involved. And we see him go here at 173. And reaching for, for Nathaniel Dell, for Tank Dell. Uh, that one, I love Houston again, but I would take Mechie over Dell. Eight times out of 10, nine times out of 10. I spent less on Brees than ADP, so I have extra quote-unquote cash for running back. Okay, it's a good way to look for it. So I will use my cash in a sixth running back then. There we go. Richie James. Richie James is kind of nice leverage. I do think Richie James is leverage against Tony to some extent and leverage against Sky, I think even more so, uh, just because Richie James is going to be a more of a slot guy who's going to get some of those targets. That said, people forget, like, Richie James was okay on the Giants, but he had, like, a 30-point game for the Niners one year when they had nobody else left at receiver, so... Oh, Chase Brown fell. All right, there we go. My sixth running back is in the room. So you got Brees, Pacheco, Charbonnet, Mitchell, Warren, Chase Brown. This team could have been a lot worse for me having to force Mahomes at pick 10. Uh, receiver, we have Higgins, Mike Williams, JSN, Tony, Jacoby Myers, Alec Pierce. Wish I'd gotten in a fifth receiver before the Myers Pierce of it because it feels a little thin with this is the top. I mean, this top four is okay. But if I had gotten Michael Thomas in there, I'd feel a little better about that, that top grouping. Get her Smith here at tight end. Um, so I'm week 17 stacked. And I think, frankly, a less chalky week 17 stack than some of the other Kansas City uh, Cincinnati ones will be. So I think we accomplished the goal here for the first video. Uh, you guys may disagree. Tell me, I guess at the end of the video, um, uh, what I'll do is I'll ask you guys to rank how good my chief stack is versus what it could be. Uh, so that's what I'll do for every video to close it out. Is you guys tell me that I do well, that I do poorly. Um, I feel good about this room, honestly, because uh, I definitely felt uncomfortable taking Mahomes at 10, but you got you to gotta get the stack. If I'm, if I'm doing spag stacks, I got to get the stack. That's like rule number one is getting, getting the stack that I've spun the wheel on. Three more rounds to go. Definitely need a couple more receiver, or at least one more receiver. Uh, honestly, probably two. Definitely need another tight end here. All right, Michael Mayer's falling. Do you like Michael Mayer? Do you like Mechie here as well to help me get some more receiver firepower? Mayer's not going to fall again, though. So let's take Michael Mayer here. So my my tight ends now, Irv Smith and Michael Mayer, 
I feel really good about that, actually. Might not need Jelani Woods to complete the uh, Indianapolis stack. Because I don't have to complete the Indianapolis stack. That's not the rule. I had to complete the Chiefs stack. Whatever I do with the Colts is going to be for fun and, and my personal pleasure <laughs> on this particular stream. Oh, Yosevus for week 18. Yes, going to dig deeper. I would take Charlie Jones over Yosevus. Again, another one of my eight out of 10 times kind of things. Uh, Charlie Jones was a beast in college. Like he was legitimately obviously playing at Purdue, I believe. Uh, not, you know, not playing a ton of high level competition necessarily, but in terms of like earning targets, in terms of like being good with those targets earned. Um, let me pull up his numbers here because I have, I don't have them on my default sheet. Uh, Charlie Jones. Oh no, there he is. Charlie Jones, 32% target per out run rate, uh, 0.313 EPA per target. Didn't avoid tackles, which I guess kind of makes sense because the athletic profile is not crazy. But Charlie Jones, 130 air yards per game at Purdue. So um, that's a pretty big number for Jones. I think he's kind of an elevated, I've, I feel like the phrasing now is fancy. He's fancy Trent Irwin probably um, in this Bengals offense. But if Boyd gets hurt, if one of Higgins or Boyd gets hurt, uh, or I guess, or Chase, like Charlie Jones can get out there. And I think if he gets out there, he's going to produce just because of the offense and um, kind of his his pedigree, we can call it, but his, his performance more so. Correlated well with Colts Raiders. Yes, that's a good point. Did correlate well with Colts Raiders as well. So I have I have the AFC West parts for the Raiders. They'll play the Chiefs a couple times. Got my Colts in, got the Raiders in for week 17. So we hit two key week 17 correlations here. Might not seem like the cleanest or the most... Uh, I guess high upside relative to the ones that people are going to go out of their way to stack up. But I, I feel like for a first draft here, me trying to feel out my way, forcing things through, um, this is a, a solid team. I really don't have a lot of complaints here, even though again, wish I had one more early receiver would be the thing. Just one more. Cole Hardman goes there. All right. Zach Evans steam getting to be a little bit much to me. I don't think he should be coming up as much as he is personally. But I guess who's he going against? He shouldn't go ahead of Gainwell. That's a mistake. You shouldn't take Zach Evans out of Gainwell at this point. My Infinite's Cup Adam start had an AR 15 double stack. Schedule release made me giddy. That, oh, yeah. AR with uh, with uh, Adam stack would feel pretty good. Um, I just, yeah, again, I think the Vegas team too. Obviously, I have made my brand of the Colts and Anthony Richardson this year. But boy, the Raiders, I think, will be core competent more than people realize just because Jimmy G has always been a positive EPA guy, a guy who actually creates value within the framework of an offense. And obviously, you know, McDaniels went out and got him for a reason. They paid him pretty good money. And I think they're going to be a team that uh, people sleep on a little bit too much. Maybe you lose some of those deep targets, but like that offense will be functioning as well as it can. <sighs> Gainwell's a nice value, but it just does nothing for me at this point. Um, Richie James. Darius Slayton's a nice play, but nobody picks Slayton. So I'm going to take Richie James here. Tack on one more Colt. Why not? So we now have Richie James, Kadarius, Tony, and then also Isaiah Pacheco. So we have three parts of a chief stack. And with Mahomes and his ability to spread the ball around, I think you'd make the case for any of those guys being worthwhile. So I don't mind that. Oh, also, I, I well, I'll, I'll save you guys the deal, but we have... We have new, fun, responsible gaming language to put on the stream here for our friends over at Underdog. So you'll get to see my new responsible gaming graphic that you can find here first and maybe you can find on Bindle's channel uh, after it runs here. Uh, but if you also get, if you're a content creator out there, keep in mind, you got to run the responsible gaming shit now and everything is the, the new laws coming in for, for Underdog and all the other places as well.
All right. My last pick here, we have a two, six, seven, two. I do feel fit enough at receiver that I could make the case that I should take a receiver instead of Jelani Woods. Jelani Woods or Darius Slayton would be my two picks at this point. I have so much Jelani Woods. I would like to get more Slayton. I'm going to take Darius Slayton here because I do feel thin at receiver. So my final team, let's read it out at QB. Um, and again, give me a grade here, one to 10. I guess, no, one to five. Give me five stars if you think this is a great cheap stack. Uh, four stars if it's a pretty good one. Three stars if you think it's a mad one. Mahomes and Richardson at QB. A running back, Brees Hall, Pacheco, Charbonnet, Elijah Mitchell, Jalen Warren, Chase Brown. I love that running back room. At receiver, T. Higgins, Mike Williams, JSN, Kadarius Tony, Jacoby Myers, Alec Pierce, Richie James, Darius Slayton. Then a tight end, Irv Smith and Michael Mayer. Yeah, a little thin at tight end, maybe. But I don't know that Jelani Woods was going to make a big difference there. And I, I just think Slayton should be a guy that gets drafted. So that's why I'm digging in my heels on that part of it. Um, here we go. I'll take this one from FFD. I'm giving me a 4.2 stars on this stack. Uh, 4.20, I guess, would be the better way to read that so people get the weed joke. <laughs> but yes, uh, I'll accept that. 4.4? Five stars that James Pick is going to feel great at some point this season? I I agree. I think that Richie James will have a spike week at some point. Um I, you know, I'm not a big Sky Moore believer. That's a big part of it, too. I just think that Sky is kind of, you don't take Rashi Rice or Rasheed. God damn it. God damn you, FF Doom. You don't take Rasheed Rice and, and uh, you know, expect Sky Moore to be the same upside guy. Like, Sky Moore will still get those gadgety plays. He'll still do the, oh, I'm running in. Never mind. I'm running back out kind of thing that Kadarius Tony does better anyway. Uh, but there's just less skill sets like Rasheed Rice than there is for, uh, I think, for a Sky Moore. Sky's garbage. That's a bit strong. One, but since a bit three, the one, I don't think the chief stack is one. If you disagree with AR GA, that's fine. But the chief stack isn't a one. Like I got, I got week 17 correlations out the ass. I got a uh, contrarian chiefs players. Um, Kadarius Tony is my leverage against Travis Kelsey, Pacheco is my leverage against McKinnon. Um, I don't know. feel good about that. Four, but probably better if that guy did not take Kelsey. Yes. If Kelsey had fallen to 10, this team would be an easy five stars, I think, but. Justin Ross here goes uh, not to the guy who was hammering Bengals, but the guy who was hammering Bengals. Uh, I think he took McKinnon and CEH, which is stupid. You don't need a double stack or week 17 correlation at running back, but whatever. That's his choice. <clears throat> and this is going to be my 58th puppy draft, guys. So uh, get your entries in because the, the tournament's now 61% filled, uh, but I will give you guys a showing on that one. Reach from Holmes Higgins. Most teams will have that plus a first round pick. Okay. Very logic. I wouldn't say this is a bit though, because the bit implies an attempt at comedy. Um, this is more of a content structural effort, an educational piece, really. It's like having a teacher who goes through and shows you uh, the full work of a math problem. That's what you're getting on these streams, but no bits. This is, these are not bits for me. These are teams that I want to be good, to be clear, because like some of these teams, like when we go to Arizona, when I get them on the randomizer wheel, that's going to be my only Cardinal stack, probably, because I just don't believe in what's going on there. Um, so these teams for me are definitely not like bit teams. They're teams that I'm trying to make sure are actually good, or at least as good as can be uh, relative to the structure here. Uh, the clock is timed out, so I'm not sure what's going on with this one. Let's see if it's in my completed so we can name it. Here we go. All right, done. Spags, 
Uh, I don't need to put myself in caps. Spag stacks. The stacks I realized could be an, an acronym too. For those of you who love me naming things in acronyms, Spag stacks, KCAR. All right. It's in the books, guys. So once again, I will be doing these streams Fridays at 11 a.m. every week. Uh, sometimes I'll do double headers. Sometimes I'll just do one, but I'm trying to do one for now just so we can get the good people in. And of course, guys, make sure you use the promo code SPLASH. <laughs> an underdog uh check the terms and conditions right over my face uh but please play an underdog use the promo code splash double your money up to 100 if you enjoyed seeing this draft today you can have a lot of fun for yourself drafting teams over an underdog i would swear by it obviously i i do the ads because i think you'll have as much fun as i do doing it so uh <laughs> see it see all this see all this in front of me <laughs> do that too you got a problem do any of those things that'll be That'll be good for you as well. And of course, guys, make sure, please, to subscribe to the channel, hit the like button, leave a comment. And if you didn't comment on the Pete BBM4 streams on the Splash Play channel, do that as well. We will be back on Tuesday doing another double header. So come back for that one. And shout out to the chat as well. I appreciate each and every one of you guys being here, hanging out with me. Come back on Tuesday, 10 a.m. on Peach Channel, 11 a.m. here on Splash Play. Another double header coming up then, as it will be the case on every Tuesday. Thank you for hanging out with me, guys. Go Chiefs, go. See you guys soon. Good luck.